district, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing. On all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex? Send the homie a text? That trash offers the best? You try to make it complex? Then they text you back, now all of a sudden they don't make any sense? <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simon. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is this is the tailgate, boys. This is a special edition of the tailgate. Welcome, everybody, to uh, a special edition of the tailgate, our first ever college. I mean, you know, what? You, you don't get a more perfect day than this, right, Theo? The, the, the national championship game, we got one of our favorite and Fantasyland's favorite, as you called them, the beast, Cody Carpentier. Welcome back to the district, brother. I appreciate you guys having me on. You know it. You know I respect you guys, and I love watching the show, listening in. So we got a big game tonight. We obviously just saw it about a month ago. We're going to get a rematch of it and talk some prospects. You know what it is. It's prospect season. It's the best season, best season of the seasons. So I'm excited. For sure, man. And that's that was Theo's whole idea, man. He's like, maybe we can convince Cody to get back on and talk some college and, you know, give us a little taste of these rookies. Right, Theo? I mean, how pumped are you for tonight, brother? So this is like the best week of football of the year. You get the national title game tonight, and it's Alabama-Georgia. It's not some, like, 14-point spread. It's not some 10-point spread. It's a, it's a tight line. It's a rematch game. It's an, it's an SEC championship game. I mean, there'll be NFL players all over the field. And then we get the wild card games on Saturday and Sunday. And then I love it. We get a Monday night football wild card game, which is just amazing. So – this is like the best week of the year, and it starts tonight. How fired up for, are you for this national title game, Cody? I'm pretty excited. I mean, like you just said, this this class, this game is uh, loaded. Like, you can't even express how loaded it is with actual college prospects. You're like, wow, we know Alabama's notoriously loaded with prospects, but one of the guys that I really respect is Dane Brugler, uh, his, his rookie work that he does in, over at The Athletic, and he has a top 30 draft-eligible prospects Draft eligible prospects, so we're not talking Brock Bowers, Bryce Young, top 30, and 29 is Warren McClendon, who shut down Aiden Hutchinson, and 30 is DJ Dale, who is a defensive tackle stalwart in this, like, 30th and 29th in this game draft prospects. It's kind of ridiculous how loaded these ga- this game is top to bottom. So why don't we start at the top with, you know, you, you're talking about how loaded it is. Why don't you, you know, maybe start at the top, like give us the top two, three guys, your thoughts on them. Top two, three guys you think are going to be going uh, this season, maybe in, in rookie drafts that are in this game that, that, you know, anyone listening right now should be pumped to watch. Well, in the, in the overall NFL draft, your number one guy, the top prospect in this overall class is Evan Neal. Um, I think it's going to end up being him probably going number one overall when it's all said and done to the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, would be my feeling. But for fantasy, you're talking Jamison Williams. You're talking George Pickens. These are wide receivers. Uh, Obviously, we've seen what Jamison Williams has done over 1,500 yards this season uh, for Alabama. George Pickens is coming off an ACL. He's getting back to where he was. If you saw the video, you know, the little clip last week when he just uh, like just mutilated one of the cornerbacks uh, for Michigan. It was it was pretty fun to watch, but those receivers are what we're looking at. We're looking at Pickens. We're looking at Jamison Williams. Both these guys are going to vie for the number one spot at receiver for a lot of people. For me, 
It's Traylon Burks. But for a lot of people, you're talking George Pickens is a Debbie darling. And Jamison Williams was actually the third wide receiver at Ohio State. And now he's arguably one of the best in the entire class. And then, of course, John Mechie uh, tore his ACL about a month and a half, two months ago. And he is not playing tonight. But that's another guy uh, for this class at wide receiver. And then you talked about Evan Neal, who, you know, we're not, we're not, um, you know, he's obviously not going to, a guy we're going to draft in fantasy, but a big left tackle like that, how do you project him? Do you think he's an elite left tackle or is he going number one because it's uh, maybe not the best uh, draft class or do you think he's truly elite? I think he's truly elite. He he is one of the most athletic tackles we've seen. We've seen the last few years it's been Wirfs, it's been Slater as those stalwart athletic tackles. Even Penny Sewell looked nice, but Evan Neal is every bit as athletic as Tristan, Tristan Wirfs, in my opinion, and I think he's deserving of that top spot, even though we're kind of light on the top end. I think Kayvon Thibodeau, people are getting kind of fatigued on him, but I think he still deserves to be in that spot, but... I think when you look at Jacksonville especially, and that's a big reason for this, him I think being number one is, A, you have Trevor Lawrence, back-to-back number one overall pick. They don't really need defense as much as they need tackle, and they can cut ties with their left tackle right now. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but uh, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Um, he's due, I think, like 11 or $12 million. They can cut him. They can draft Evan Neal, and they'll be set up at left tackle for the foreseeable future. So I think that's the move, and I think he's well-deserving of that number one spot, even though we've seen Kayvon and Aiden Hutchinson dominate this season. So go back to Jamison Williams, because we've seen him flash. Anybody who's watched Alabama, I mean, he looks unbelievable. Um, you, you mentioned Burks. What, what do, do you have an NFL comparison for Williams, or maybe do you view him as a guy that – we should be considering with you know a top five rookie pick, um, you know for our for our drafts. I, I I would not say a top five rookie pick. The the problem is 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 he's gonna profile more like a Jalen Waddle, and that's exactly it's kind of like a, a lazy comp, I guess you could say, in the scenario we're in because you're looking directly at Alabama, and that's where he's at. But he looks and feels like Jalen Waddle. He's the people are like, well, you saw how prolific Devonta Smith was, but he's not playing that Devonta Smith role. It feels a lot more like a Jalen Waddle, and what he can do at the next level is closer to Jalen Waddle than it would be a Devonta Smith type. Uh, when you're talking about being on the field, um, would he be a top five pick? I don't. I don't think he's going to be a top five pick when you're talking about the rookie drafts. Um, because I'm not sure he's the first receiver off the board. I'm not sure he's the second or third receiver off the board. I think you're talking Garrett Wilson. I think Traylon Brooks is going to get a lot of buzz. I think Olave is going to get a lot more NFL respect than maybe what he's going to get in fantasy. So I think Jamison can end up being, unless he runs in the high four twos, low four threes, which I have a good feeling he's going to end up doing, running at least in the low four threes, that could definitely vault him up to the point where you're looking at and you're saying, all right, Traylon Brooks is going drafted in the 20s. Uh, none of these running backs went in the first round or the top half of the second round. Then you could be saying, okay, maybe Jameson Williams is there. But right now, in mock drafts, I can pull it up right now on playerprofiler.com. In Superflex rookie mock drafts, Jameson Williams is going off the board at 14 overall. And in non-Superflex, so one QB, he's going off the board at 15th overall. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But that's exactly the area he's going off in is that 12, 13, 14. Early second round pick for Jameson Williams is where you're really looking right now. And how about Pickens? You mentioned George Pickens. Um, maybe you could talk about his injury history, um, but he certainly looks like a like an absolute beast out there. Um, what are your expectations for him tonight and also in the NFL draft? I really want to see Pickens 
take that step and like have it be tonight where he finally says, all right, you remember me from my freshman season, 700 yards, eight touchdowns, dominating. Come out here and do that again. Let's let's see it. This year he's only got like four receptions for 55 yards because he tore his ACL in spring ball. He came back now, and I think the last game against Bama was the one he had two for two for 40 on for receiving, two for 41 against Bama the first game, four for 55 in the season. So like this is the point where it's like he's back. They needed him for this. And to win this game, they're going to need something out of Pickens. And I talked about this on the future cast last week. It's like the, the receiving, as much as you can talk about the inside, Evan Neal, Jordan Davis from Georgia, like it's the outside. It's it's Darion Kendrick for Georgia at cornerback, and it's George Pickens at receiver for Georgia where they need to win. They need to win on both sides of the ball. Darion Kendrick needs to make some plays, a turnover, and Pickens needs to have a 50-plus yard, 100-yard game and, and to really vault this Georgia team over the top, I think. Where do you see Pickens falling in rookie drafts? Is he is he somebody you're you're extremely bullish on as an NFL player? Did you did you say Pickens? It kind of went on a little bit. Yeah, I'm oh, I'm sorry. It's Pickens. Uh, where do you see him ending up Pickens. in rookie drafts? Pick, Pickens is kind of in that same spot as Jamison. He's going a little bit ahead of him right now in these ADPs. He's going like the tenth spot, eleventh spot in both Superflex and one uh, QB. And again, the one thing with Superflex and one QB this season is a lot of these rookie drafts that I'm going with and. These are run by a player profiler. I run them over here, and we're running mocks every single week with guys, and I've seen a lot more Brees Hall or Burks or Spiller going at the first spot, at the second spot in Superflex. So it's a really weird class. It's a really weird thing because we don't know. Nobody really knows at this point what QB is going to go first off the board. We kind of expect Corral or Pickett, but nobody really knows which one. Um, so you're going to see a lot of different things happening over the next four months with this rookie class, with the quarterbacks. Uh, but I think Pickens can make himself a lot of money tonight and go from we're looking at 10, 12 pick to solidifying himself as one of the top three guys in this class because that's where he was. If you look, if you backtrack, backtrack a year and a half, it was Pickens being looked at as like that's the Pickens class at wide receiver, and now we're here and he's slowly building back up it's like tonight is that opportunity for him what what about running back brian robinson for alabama what are your thoughts on him as an nfl uh, as an nfl prospect it seems like it's kind of mixed i i don't love him right now i have him right at that 9 10 spot overall at running back uh early on in the process we were talking september october uh, when i was gathering mock draft data for player profile or nfl mock draft data we saw Robinson getting mocked like late first round, early second round to like Tampa and certain spots like that. People were like, oh, Brian Robinson's going to be the guy in this class. But if you kind of paid attention to this class at all over the last few years, you knew it was Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller. Brian Robinson, for me, comes in ninth overall right now next to Kyron Williams. Brian Robinson, he's smooth. He's patient. He's, he, he looks nice in college, but he reminds me of a, a lot stiffer Kenyon Drake. He has like the Kenyon Drake running style, which to me, all these Alabama running backs have like that same type of running style, other than Derrick Henry, of course. But he just seems too stiff. He's missing the speed of the next level. And I just I, I don't love him as much as a lot of these NFL mock drafters have over the last few months, which is kind of odd to me. I, I haven't really understood it. I've talked to Matt a little bit. He's asked me, you know, why, why is Brian Robinson getting pushed up so high? And I pointed right here. It's the helmet, the helmet color. And you look at the last few years, and even like the guy that people expected, oh, he's going to miss. It's going to be Josh Jacobs is going to be a miss. I mean, Josh Jacobs has went over 1,000 yards three straight years overall, like total yards, right? So 
Uh, and I don't think Brian Robinson's on that level. So I, I, I'm going to be on the fade Brian Robinson um, side of the side of the equation with that one. I, I'm just curious, who, who do you think is a sneaky player in this game that uh, is, you know, people aren't really talking about that much, but you think is going to be uh, potentially a force for fantasy? For fantasy in this Georgia-Alabama uh, game you're talking? Yeah. Any, any, Jaleel, any dark horses you see there? It's tough because in this game, it's like a lot of the point blank guys. It's it's mm-hmm. Pickens, it's it's Jamison Williams, and you have Jaleel Billingsley who needs to have a big game tonight for Alabama at tight end. He's been pretty quiet all season. I'm not sure he's going to come out this year. I don't think he will. Probably next year. Uh, Brock Bowers, a lot of people know about Brock Bowers at Georgia. He's an absolute tank um pushing a thousand yards receiving on the season as a freshman is ridiculous at tight end but really for fantasy there's not a lot this season like james cook is probably that guy james cook is probably that guy he's the brother of delvin uh very good out of the backfield catching the ball uh he's kind of slim running i have him actually ahead of zamir white zamir white was a four five four and five star prospect coming out of high school uh at georgia I prefer James White, and it's not just because of the name. It's because he's that fluid. I think he's the best pass catching back in this class, hands down. I don't think it's very close. Um, I, I I have James Cook ahead of Brian Robinson. I have James Cook ahead of Kyron Williams. Uh, he's built – his body type is built like Dalvin's, which mm-hmm. makes sense because they're brothers, but he's like 20 pounds lighter. Uh, so that's probably going to hurt him. 15, 20 pounds lighter is how he's going to come in. So he's going to be like that satellite back, but I, he's a guy that can catch 50, 60 passes in a season – and, and and that's going to help in PPR, especially in fantasy. So I guess James Cook would probably be my answer for that one. Okay, cool. Um, can you talk a little bit more about Brock Bowers? Because from what I've seen in Georgia, I mean, he looks like an absolute stud. Um, not not Kyle Pitts, but he looks like a guy who could be like a TJ Hawkinson level tight end. Um, and you know, we we play a lot of tight end premium. He's extremely intriguing. When I first watched him, I'm like, this is a guy I'm going to draft. And then I, I see he's a freshman. It was like kind of nuts. Uh, maybe you could yeah. talk a little bit more about Bowers. Yeah, uh, Brock Bowers is uh, – he's legit, uh, to say the least. I think anybody who, who watches Georgia, you could just be like, all right, this is the guy they're featuring. This is the guy they want to get the ball to. And maybe Pickens being out for most of the year, that probably helped. But he's 154 yards away from 1,000 receiving yards as a true freshman. Um, when I talked about him on the future cast this past week, which you can go check out on the Roto Underworld Player Profiler Radio Network, I l- literally said he's like the next Rob Gronkowski level guy. And my co-host was like, "Well, what about Kyle Pitts?" And I was like, "I, I, I still the whole conversation with Kyle Pitts. He played receiver this year. He, he he's a receiver. Gronkowski is a more physical guy, and that's where Brock Bowers feels like to me. Brock Bowers feels like." Right now, he's probably 235, 240. I think he's going to end up being 255, 260, and he's going to be that next Gronkowski-type guy if he stays in his career arc. And just for an example, almost 1,000 yards as a true freshman. Jason Merrow had 1,300 yards. That's the all-time record, 1,352 for a tight end in college. Um, but Brock Bowers, the one thing I also pulled was Greg Olson, the obviously all-time great from Miami, NFL legend, said that he would be a first-round pick if he came out this year in the NFL draft. That's wow. pretty high praise as a true freshman in college uh, from an NFL legend in Greg Olson saying that. So, I mean, Brock Bowers probably number two in this entire game next to Bryce Young from an overall prospect standpoint, and, and Evan Neal would be closely right behind those two. But this is he's a stud, period. Yeah, he's, he's such a beast. 
Bryce Young, are you taking if he was, was draft eligible this year, would he be hands down the number one pick in this draft? If he yeah, if he was draft eligible right now, I think uh Detroit would have lost that game yesterday and they would have taken the number one overall pick. They would not have been playing around. Uh they, they knew what they were in for. They would have they would have lost that game to Green Bay and took over that number one pick and, and Bryce Young would have been right there. And if not, if they would you know, scenarios are exactly what they are right now, somebody would be trading up with Jacksonville to get Bryce Young because he is He's legit. Yeah, he's um, impressive. Guys, if you're watching or listening right now, especially in the chat, Kyle, Andrew, we see you guys uh, drop some questions. If you have any for Cody, I, I know you guys have your pen and paper in hand. If you're if you're listening right now, uh, we'll we'll make sure we drop the pod version tomorrow. We're gonna maybe touch later on on some playoff and some dynasty stuff. But um, Cody, just real quick, I, I forgot to ask you right off the top, who do you have in this game? It's uh, plus two point five right now. Uh, Bama, the underdog. Yep. Uh, I, th- I think it's going to be just like that. It's going to be a really close one. I actually ended up with a score of 30-28 Georgia. That's my prediction for this one. Nice. Well, there you go. So, there nice. you go. Yep. So, I don't, so I don't think have points, but barely, huh? You went right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I don't know. I hope so. I hope it's a good game. I hope it just stays like this. I hope Alabama doesn't catch them off guard and, and just run them out the building. I, I really hope it's a good game. I mean, I, 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 I hope it's a great game too. Um, you love seeing those tight lines in, in uh, you know, in NCAA games. Um, and I don't know, it kind of feels like that, that Alabama LSU championship from years back where we had all those NFL players all over the field with the honey badger. And that was like a Saban revenge game. So I don't know. It's, it's uh it feels like a really, really big one tonight. So, I really hope it's not a not a letdown. Is there any other younger guys in the game? You touched on Bryce Young. You touched uh, touched on on Brock Bowers. But any other younger guys you really want that we should be keeping an eye out on in terms of having an NFL future in this one? Um, Jacory Brooks at wide receiver for Alabama. He's that guy that's kind of filling in for the Mechie uh, situation. He went four for fifty and a touchdown the last game. Uh, he's going to be that other guy. Like I want to see Darion Kendrick for Georgia shut down Jacory or Jamison as some part of both. That's how Georgia's going to win this game is if they can slow these guys down. And uh, Jacory's that other receiver that can take the next step and be the NFL guy. And then Will Anderson on the defensive side of the ball should have been ahead of Aiden Hutchinson in, in the Heisman talk. He finished fifth at the Heisman um, as a sophomore, 17 and a half sacks, 34 and a half tackles for loss. That led the entire college football Will Anderson is going to be an animal, and they're going to need to slow him down. Slow him down. McClendon stopped Aiden Hutchinson last week. Can he slow down Will Anderson this week? He had a sack, two tackles for loss the last time they played. That's going to be a big one to watch for, and he's only a sophomore. We got a couple questions uh, in the chat here, Theo. If you want to, if you want to take Kyle's got one and uh, throw another one on there. Uh, you go ahead, Jake. I'm cutting it out. I'm gonna come. So, back. so Kyle asking uh, with regards to the quarterbacks, um, what are the current expectations on how how high the quarterbacks are going to be in the NFL draft, and is it possible that there are no quarterbacks drafted in the top ten? I would say there's always a possibility, and I think that this would be the year, if any, that it happened. But since you have Carolina sitting there at six, you do have Atlanta there at eight, and you have Denver at nine. I think you're going to end up seeing one come off the board whatever they choose to do. I really wanted to see Kenny Pickett land in Pittsburgh with the Steelers. It just felt like a good story. You know, he goes from Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh. He stays there. He's built for Pittsburgh. That's the way it is. But 
I could see a picket or a corral going six to Carolina. Carolina's been mad scouting after uh, Corral and Sam Howell. They actually haven't been as deep in on Pickett, uh, but I think Pickett's going to end up being that first guy off the board. So I think you're going to see a quarterback go off the board, probably going to start looking at that six area. I'm not sure Houston goes after one this year because I think both Detroit and Houston should be on the same page in that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are the guys next year, assuming Detroit and Houston are those guys next year trying to end that conversation to get them. Just the importance of the position almost kind kind of pulls that somewhere That's, in the range, you know. Exactly. One one or two of these guys is really going to uh, separate themselves. Corral is not going to be at the Senior Bowl at the end of the month, but the rest of these guys are. Everyone: Ritter, uh, Pickett, Corral, Willis, Strong. They're all going to be there. Um, so th- someone's going to separate themselves there. Someone's going to separate themselves. I think they're all going to throw. Normally in years past, you'd see like a Lawrence wouldn't throw at the combine. I think everyone's throwing because everyone has something to gain. And everyone, you know, there's that's the benefit of having this class where there's no clear Andrew Luck, Lawrence, whatever it may be. They're all going to have to compete from day one to day, whatever it is on draft night. You know, they want to be the first off the board. You're going to have to earn it. Andrew John asking if Billingsley is the, the X factor. He is. If, if he can, he's he's. Been pretty disappointing this season, but if they can use Jaleel Billingsley tonight, that would be huge for Alabama if he shows up. Uh, like I said, Ja'Cory Brooks, Jaleel Billingsley, even Brian Robinson, Trey Sanders, if they can do something to ease the pain off of Jamison Williams, it's going to be big for Alabama in this game. I, I want to kind of pull pull back a bit, go macro on these rookies this season. You guys have anything else for tonight's game before uh, we look at this rookie class a bit closer with uh, Cody? No, I think we covered tonight, unless you guys yep. have anything else. All right. Now, I guess, you know, I, I'm just, sorry, I'm just looking at Theo, Theo's asking kind of to, to give us your top uh, rankings with the rookies, but I guess you know, selfishly uh, as someone who's going to start drafting soon as I'm sure most of us are excited uh, to get to get these drafts going, start thinking about your rookie drafts, and even just trading in and out of rookie spots, right into these into these rookie drafts. How do you see this rookie class in general? I guess like where do you see tier breaks? You know, I guess everyone wants to know, especially that first round. Like, are, is there you know is there a break early? Is there a flat area? I guess you know give give people an idea what kind of picks they should be going after if they're making moves right now early in the offseason. I think in general, in one QB, you're going to want to be in the top eight. Superflex, you're going to want to be in the top ten. I think that's pretty apparent. A lot of people will ask why it's eight and it's not, you know, why is it not like 11 or 12? Why do you not have – for me, I don't have Drake London in there because he broke his ankle. I think he's going to have a hard situation to go through in the spring. I love the talent of Drake London, but the situation is going to be tough on him. David Bell is not going to get the respect from the NFL that we want to see, similar to Rondell Moore. I think eight is a pretty clear tier break, tier break in the one QB, Hall, Spiller, Walker at running back, and then I think Traylon Burks, Wilson, Olave, Pickens, and Jamison Williams at wide receiver is a clear eight in one QB. And then you can add in your two QBs that end up getting drafted early on, which I think will end up being Pickett and Howell or Pickett and Corral, whichever way it goes. Those are going to be that's going to be your first tier break overall and where you're going to want to draft. If you don't have a pick and you're trying to get in there, you want to get into the top eight, the top 10, and a little bit higher just so you have a choice out of these players. Other than that, it's going to break off a little bit. I think the second round is going to have a lot of value at running at receiver. Uh, this receiving class is very nice. 
Uh, like I said, London second round. Uh, Jahan Dotson's going to be there in the second round. Even a Mechie. Mechie's probably going to end up falling to the third round in a lot of classes or a lot of drafts because Torres ACL just a month and a half, two months ago, it's fresh. It's going to take him time. He's not going to play week one, so that's going to push him down. Do I love Mechie? Did I love Mechie? No, but he's going to be an NFL player. He's going to be an NFL prospect. He's going to play. That's just the way it is. Similar to Henry Ruggs. You didn't love him, but he's going to play, and he did, he did what he did, you know? Um, and then at running back, there's guys there, but they're going to be deep. I think it's it's not a deep class, but there's guys to poke and prod and take away that are deeper that people are going to overlook. There's not a lot of guys with that next level athleticism. Uh, almost nobody, I would say. Like I said, James Cook looks like the best guy out of the backfield from a from a receiving standpoint overall, but not a lot of guys have that next level burst that that breakaway speed at running back. So it's really a top end for me. I want Brees Hall. Otherwise, like I'm probably not going to take a running back until the fourth round when I start throwing darts. It's going to be heavy receiver, and then tight end is going to be a very, very sneaky spot. So, who would be your who would be your top eight, Cody? If you had to go through it right now, um, and I know that these things change, but is Brees Hall going number one off the board and not Superflex for you? Yeah, Brees Hall is my number one in both formats, Superflex and one QB right now, and the reason being that. Um, Pickett eventually depends on my team, obviously, but Pickett could be that guy in Superflex if he ends up in a Carolina or a Pittsburgh where he has weapons, and especially in Pittsburgh where he has a coach and stuff like that, where you know the team's going to build around him. But right now, Brees Hall is the one guy that I trust to go into any situation and be that dude. Uh, I think Walker has some question marks. I think Spiller has some question marks. Spiller Spiller looks very good, but I'm not sure how fast he's going to be. Kenneth Walker, again, doesn't have that next level speed. Even Brees Hall doesn't have that Jonathan Taylor breakaway speed. He's a guy. He looks good, but Brees Hall is that 101 for me, though, pretty clearly. And then to answer your question, who's your top eight? I got Brees Hall, no particular order. Brees Hall, Spiller, Walker, the running backs. Uh, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, George Pickens, and then Jamison Williams. That is my top eight right now. And people say, well, like I said a minute ago, Drake London, it's, again, Drake London deserves to be in there. But you're talking about a broken ankle. We saw it with, with Brian Edwards. We saw it with T. Higgins. We saw it with these guys year after year where they missed the whole process, and it just gives them a slow start to their career. That's where I'm sitting. And talk a little more about about Burks, who looks like an absolute monster from uh, from Arkansas. He's one of my favorites in this class. Um, are you considering him at number two off the board in non superflex rookie drafts? Yeah, yeah. Burks, Burks is again right there. It's it's, it's Hall and it's Burks for me, to be honest with you. This guy, top to bottom, he's going to be six three two fifteen, six three two twenty five. I think he's going to come in a little heavier than that. Like that's on the low end. You're looking two twenty at the low end. 5XL gloves, prolific. He's going to run the 4-4s. He's a farm boy. He's he's thick. I mean, Arkansas is the ugly thing. If this guy was going to Alabama, it wouldn't be a conversation, but it is a conversation because it's Arkansas. Uh, but they should get respect because it's SEC. But I couldn't even imagine if this guy was at Ole Miss or Alabama or Georgia getting the opportunities that Pickens are or, or that uh, – like AJ Brown, DK have gotten in the last few years with Old Miss or or anybody at Alabama. Like Burks is the clear number one for me at receiver, pound for pound, talent for talent, whatever it may be. Burks is that guy. Yes, it's Hall, and then it's uh, Burks for me one two overall. 
So kind of one of the things I'm hearing is with the, the running backs not being especially great is, you know, this, this might be a good year to, um, you know, during the pre-rookie draft lead up, uh, you know, go out and acquire maybe some, uh, you know, some more veteran backs and just kind of presume that, you know, there's, there's not going to be a lot of people losing their jobs with this rookie class coming in. You think that's a, a good way to approach it or no? I think that would be something you can even tail that from this season. You saw what happened with Duke Johnson, Devonta Freeman. Like you saw that with this last class, and now you're talking about the next class coming in and guys in the top ten being slower, less productive guys. It's just there's not a lot of depth here. There's going to be a few guys that pop. You can already see them coming through. You you can pick and prod. Like Rashad White's not getting talked about a lot. He's probably not going to be a high draft pick, but – like you just said, these older guys are going to get the opportunities. They have gotten them. We've we've seen it all year. You saw what Miami did all season playing. I don't know. Even you could name them all. There's like eight or nine backs that Miami just kind of rotated through, ending up with Duke Johnson going for over 100 yards this last week. You're going to see that again in 2022, especially with this class being slim. It's just the way it is, and I agree with you. Like If you don't have one of these top picks where you know, all right, Right now, I'm going to be able to get Brees Hall or, you know, I'm, I'm sitting early second round. I'm going to be able to get a Drake London. I'm getting out of the back end of the second round. I'm getting out of the early third round, and I'm moving down to the late. Where, where me specifically, I like to throw those darts late, the fourth and the late in the fifth round, right? But a lot of people, if you just don't like throwing those darts, just get out. Stay in the top 15, and then after that, if you don't get your guy, get out. That's how I would face it right now. Where would you put a Hall – in comparison to the rookies we've, you know, we evaluated last year, like the Najee Harris's, Javante Williams, and then let's let's go ahead and throw Travis Etienne in, in that mix since uh, he was going high in rookie drafts. Would Hall be behind those guys or in the mix, or how would you rank those four? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, I I think I would have Hall right up there with them. He's not going to be ahead of a guy like a a Jonathan Taylor, obviously. Um, close to an ETN, more of a running back than an ETN, uh, than a pass catcher. Brees Hall can catch. Uh, sorry, Brees Hall can catch the ball, but I wouldn't have him ahead of Najee Harris. I wouldn't have him ahead of Jonathan Taylor. I would have him ahead of Javante Williams um, from a prospect standpoint, from an overall running back standpoint. Uh, Javante Williams breaks tackles a lot better, but I think Brees Hall matches him in the passing game and as an overall runner, I think he matches him. Close to a J.K. Dobbins type in that same area. I think he probably meshes in there between a J.K. Dobbins and a Javante Williams probably for me. I like that. Good question, though. Yeah, that's that's a solid place to be. Yeah, that's a, that sounds, sounds good to me. I'd like a few more uh, rookie rookie first picks. Yeah, it's, it's not like he's going to be – he's not going to be, like I said, he's not going to be on the Jonathan Taylor level. He's not going to be on the, on the Najee Harris level, but he's going to be up there and you're not going to be disappointed. I don't think – you know, he's not going to come in and like be a world beater and be an RB one from day one, but RB one overall, I'm saying, but like, he's, he's not going to disappoint you. I don't think like people, people are trying to, trying to push in Kenneth Walker and Isaiah Spiller ahead of him. And I think it's pretty clear because it has been, it's just a fatigue thing. Like I said before, it's, it's a fatigue with Brees Hall that they just are tired of it. Cause it's been year after year after year. And the reason is because he came in and did it so young and, I don't know. Maybe people are just saying, oh, he's David Montgomery 2.0. But 
I mean, I don't love David Montgomery, but David Montgomery's not bad, and this guy's better than David Montgomery by quite a bit. Production, and then production. How about how about the same thing with Burks? Um, compare Burks to you know, I'm I'm assuming you have Jamar Chase ahead of him, but would he have been wide receiver two in last year's class for you, or how would that have shaken out? That's a good question. Um, I mean, in comparison to the last few years. I think he's ahead of Bateman. I think he's right in that Bateman area. Um, and I had Bateman up in the top three, top four. Uh, but I would prefer Burks than Bateman, uh, depending on situation. I think Bateman got the raw end of the deal for landing spot. Um, but we even saw spurts of what he could look like this year. Uh, but like I think if you put Burks in Philly or you put Burks in New England, you're going to be comparing and, and thinking of Burks in that same echelon as you have Bateman right now. Dan, you want to ask uh, uh, about your 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 team and uh, if we see any rock rookies come out of there before we start talking playoffs? <laughs> yeah, I, I just got to, you know, I, I got a rough Baylor. So who, which Baylor player do you see as being the, uh, the highest drafted and uh, what round do you think he'll go in? I'll just go with the running back because we're talking fantasy. I'll go Abram Smith. I really like Abram Smith. He's going to be down there at the Senior Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he looked good. I thought he runs really hard, one-cut burst runner. He's quick through the line of scrimmage. I thought he was a nice running back. I think he's going to be a value guy uh, if he lands in the correct spot. Uh, but he's probably going to be in that sixth round, fifth, sixth round, sadly, uh, just because of the nature of the draft and how things went the last few years. Uh, but that would probably be the guy that I would focus in most as, uh, as at Baylor. Okay. Uh, uh, how about Ebner at running back? Do you see? Do you think he's going to be like a UDFA, or is he just not even going to make it? I, I, I just because of the nature of running back right now, I, I, I don't. He, he probably won't get drafted. That'd be my my opinion. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be a UDFA, but I just it's it sucks because even last year, like there's a lot of guys that we talked about that went late sixth, right seventh, that early in the process we thought were going to be third, fourth rounders. It's just running back. That's just exactly what you were talking about earlier, though. It's like you're going to want to go get these veterans because running backs just sadly getting pushed out overall. Like if you're not the top end, we saw it last year. These guys just get jammed all the way to the end of the draft or even undrafted, and Tristan isn't quite on the the echelon. I don't think that he's going to end up getting drafted. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That's why you draft Eliza Mitchell in the third, son. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make sure we answered – Giovanni, because I, I, I threw it on the screen, but I'm not sure if we answered. He's asking Pickens over Bell. Right now, they're side-by-side side in a lot of the ADP. Um, I prefer Pickens as overall because you want to have that big X, but I think Bell can do everything. And Bell, I think, is going to surprise at the combine. I think he's going to do very well. And he's just going to be a legit prospect. He's going to be an analytics uh, favorite coming through the whole process. But right now, the NFL, it sounds like, does not like the, like him as much. And I think tonight, especially, could could take Pickens. And if you were comparing them or say they were in like a, I don't know, what was that game called back in the day where it was like 1v1 and they and they fought, boom, it'd be like that. And Pickens would smash Bell out of the out of the whole arena. Um, Cody, your, your back in the day is way different than our back in the day. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I remember it was a... Uh, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Oh, Mortal Kombat, yeah, yeah. I didn't play, oh, I didn't play very much, but, but I just remember it was like 1v1, and it was like, destroy, and, and whatever. That was like my little comparison that was like, I think Pickens right now would be, you know, he would destroy him, 
Uh, and the stage he has tonight, he can completely, you know, swipe. Like I said before, Pickens has the ability tonight to really head into this whole process. He can vault himself into that Burks area. He was there. If he comes out tonight and goes seven for 120 and a touchdown and Georgia wins his game, people are going to be looking at Pickens as that. Pickens is better than, you know, this is a hypothetical. Pickens is better than Burks. Pickens is better than uh, Garrett Wilson. That's where people are going to be saying if he does that tonight. If he doesn't, he's gonna, he still has a lot of ways to go. But I think Pickens just has a, uh, a, a way bigger edge on Bell right now. Though I do love Bell. Guys, smash the like, smash the subscribe. Cody's dropping the goodness, getting you guys prepped for the rookies coming, right? You want that edge. You want that that extra information that will, you know, help you plan uh, proactively to get ahead of your league mates. This is it, man. Why, you know, you want to watch what these guys are going to do tonight for that reason. And based off of what uh, all the goodness that Cody's giving you tonight, let's talk a bit of playoffs, guys. Um, you know, as you know, our favorite site, myffpc.com, have the playoff challenge right now. Go check it out. They got two $35 buying, $200 buying. You can win up to half a million dollars. That's playoffs. You know, you could you could have had you could have went 0-4 this season and then score in that tournament, and it don't matter because your wife will be happy, everybody will be happy. Fantasy football, sure, go right ahead. You can go ahead and do it. You know, I'm going shopping, baby. That's what your wife will say. So make yourself some life-changing money at myffpc.com, playing the playoff challenge. Guys, let's help the listeners a bit with the playoffs. We helped them with rookies. Cody, we'll start on your end. Like, where were you seeing these playoffs? Uh Going now that I mean we had a crazy weekend, obviously up to the last game, the last minute. Uh, what are your thoughts as we approach uh, another even more exciting weekend? I mean, I'm just excited. I haven't even really dug deep into the playoffs, other than uh, we're we're working on graphics right now. I'm not working on them anymore, um, but my man Aaron is working on them over at Player Profiler, and we just put in our Super Bowl predictions. So they're going to come out on graphics over the next week. And I got a little spicy with it. I'm not going to share everybody else's, but mine was Packers 27, Raiders 25, Super Bowl. I want to see Carr. Wow, Raiders. I'm just, Raiders. I love that. Saying, I love that. Love I'm it. just saying, dude, you, you got to just you gotta just go for it sometimes. If this Raiders defensive line stays hot. First hot take I mean, of the playoffs right there. Let's let's go. I mean, it's the, it's the playoffs. I want to see something fun happen. Um, I think we're in for a great slate. I think the Patriots-Bills game. I think we're going to get rewarded from from going through that painful game in the snow from about a month and a half ago. I think we're going to get an actual good game this time around. I think Chiefs Steelers is going to be a lot better than people expect. I don't think it's going to be a 14 point game. Um, I think the Steelers are hot garbage, but I think they're going to give the Chiefs a good game at least. And then that Bengals Raiders game, I think it's getting jammed into the the bad window, but I think they're going to end up being probably the game of the weekend um, from the AFC side. What do you guys think? Crazy. Yeah, I actually like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I like that Raiders pick. Um, it's very bold. I, I, I do. I think that they were they were my upset pick for this week. I think that they get by the Bengals. Um, yeah. I just think they've got a little juice juice right now, and um, you know they're coming off that big win. Um, so I, I, I do like them, and I also have Green Bay making the Super Bowl. Um, I think that it's it's Aaron Rodgers' year. Um, I think yep. Green Bay for me. I, I think JD and Dan and I did our Super Bowl picks uh, maybe six weeks ago, and I had Green Bay then, and I'll stick with them. AFC is tough. The AFC I AFC, think is, yeah. is really tough for me. It's hard for me to, to, you know, pick a team there. It's. I think it's it's probably going to be Kansas City, but I'm not so sure. What are you thinking, Dan? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be either Kansas City or you know maybe Tennessee. I, I you know I I know nobody loves them, but uh, you know they 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 are kind of putting it together. I mean, yeah, they struggle with Houston, but I mean, it's a division game. I mean, we see we see that all the time. You know, the you know your division rivals just play play you a little bit closer. Uh, on the uh, on the NFC side. Uh, you know, honestly, I think if anybody has a chance to surprise there, it's going to be the Bucks, who I don't think anybody really thinks is going to be able to get back and repeat. Uh, you know, but you can just never count out Tom Brady. But, uh, you know, the, the dark horse I'll be really rooting for, that I think is a fun team and uh, can can maybe do some damage in the playoffs is uh, the 49ers. I think they might be just kind of coming together at the right time. Dan, you just always have to steal my thunder. Oh, right? I'm sorry. You always man. have I, I to steal have... my thunder. <laughs> I, that's exactly the, the for it. My my Colts blew the blew it blue goats huge man. They just like I, I was telling the you know Dan and Theo and you guys have heard this if you listen to this show for a while now. But 2015, you know, I was going into that last week uh, fifth place in the football guys championship, and I had Andrew Luck at quarterback, and he went into Jacksonville, and I I don't know if he laid an egg or he was in the negatives, but it was ugly, and it just killed me. I dropped to like I think 12th or 20th or something like that. Um, and, and this week again, man, they went into Jacksonville, big game. You would think like, that's a no brainer. They're going to win that, you know, kind of like Tennessee and Houston. And man, that was ugly. Like it was just, I, I was outside doing the rink for my daughter and I came in and the game had started and it was, it was already looking ugly. So 49ers are kind of my dark horse as well. I'm, I'm a big, as you guys know, Debo and, and Kittle are two of my favorites, uh, just overall in football. And, and I'd love to see that, that team just to me. Seems like a team that as long as they get in the playoffs, man, they're built for it. And, and you know, we've seen Dallas blow it enough times. So it would not surprise me. Uh, I think L.A. Will, could pull out uh, the win over Arizona. Dan, I agree. Tampa never count out Brady. I mean, we've all learned that lesson. I think KC, obviously, in Buffalo, probably the biggest contenders. Uh, I like that, Ve- that Vegas call. But that Cincinnati firepower, man, I don't know. It's uh, it's heavy. And, uh, you know, the Tiger King, we, we know what he can do with, with Jamar Chase and uh, and Higgins. So I, I love all these games this weekend, man. Even, you know, the Buffalo-New England game, New England comes out of nowhere, and now they're they're a huge contender, which, which is awesome. Uh, you always like to see Belichick in the playoffs. So, yeah, man, it's going to be fun. Green Bay, for me, is the obvious chalk NFC pick. So, I mean, you know, that's that's probably who I'd put the money on um in the nfc if the 49ers don't don't get there but like dan said the afc is definitely um the tougher one i'd probably go buffalo buffalo or cincinnati uh will be my picks um you know kc always 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 there somehow i'll I'll put it this way if the Bengals make it they're gonna be a fun watch all the way through oh god yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely what what game are you guys most excited for for this weekend each of you guys your game of the weekend for, for this weekend, honestly, it's probably that Bengals Raiders game because I love Burrow and Chase and and the Higgins connection, but like Max Crosby, he gets me excited. Like it, the problem is with the only problem I have with that entire Bengals offense is those tackles and Crosby. We saw last night absolutely dog walked both of the Chargers t- tackles. And if he shows up again, we had eight pressures in the fourth quarter. If he shows up again and Gawkway on the other side does anything competent, 
this is going to be a fun one, top to bottom, just because. And we saw Burrow. I think he's okay, but if that knee's banged up at all, I mean, he's going to be playing a little bit scared, a little bit hesitant. And if Crosby can get in the pocket, you're not going to get those deep balls. That's uh, should be should be a phenomenal game. The rest of them, I think, are pretty clear. But like, I wanted to jump back over to what you guys said a minute ago was about the Titans, uh, Dan. I posted that on Twitter earlier last week was like everyone's talking Chiefs, Packers, and I'm, I've done it myself. I'm like falling into it. I was like Packers feel like a you know automatic throw-in, and we're all talking about the AFC, but that NFC side could be what blows it all up. But the AFC, again, Rams, Titans just feel like Cam Akers, Derrick Henry. I mean, wouldn't that one be yep. fun? <laughs> yeah, that would be good. It would be. For sure. Yeah, and I, I, I think, you know, Tennessee, it's just a little bit early to count them out. Uh, yeah. You know, getting, you know, look at look at what they've done with Dante Foreman, um, you know, and if, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing because it means, you know, it take it kind of takes the pressure off of Derrick Henry. I mean, you know, because you've, you've got Foreman who can just step right in and, and uh, you know, make for a, a very competent, if not good, running game, which is exactly what the Titans need. Uh, you know, to be able to play their style of game and, and you know, do what they've done in uh, some playoffs in past years and, you know, just kind of just suffocate basically the other team uh, just by playing keep away. What game has you most uh, excited for this weekend, Dan? Yeah, man, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I think – I think the underrated classic might be uh, the Eagles Bucks. Um, you know, the, I I could see that game uh, really turning into a you know kind of a fun back and forth contest. Uh, you know, I I think the Sanford the Forty Nine er Cowboy game is going to be you know interesting. From a, it'll be fun to see who comes through, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a boring game. Uh, you know, as far as like watchability factor. Yeah, I, I would. I, I think the the Eagles and uh, Bucks might be one of the more fun games to watch. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I do. I do like the 49ers Cowboys kind of the whole chess. You know, whenever mm-hmm. you get the defensive and and let's face it, Dallas's defense is is legit and and they've got those offensive weapons. So it's we'll see who shows up for that one. New England Bills, I think, is going to be a, a fun game. Might oh, yeah. be along the lines of what Dan's saying with the 49ers. Dallas, not as much offense power as we, as we think or, or would like to see. But, again, just the strategic aspect of, of the coaches and, and how these games, uh, you know, roll out is is going to be it's, – it's going to be a fun weekend, man. Like, how can you not be pumped? And tonight we kick it off with a huge college – national game uh cody man we appreciate you hanging with us i know you're anxious to get set up for your game go grab your popcorn your beers whatever it is yet you know you got your big mug of water but we appreciate you coming on remind the people where they, where they can find all your goodness guys player profiler is a no-brainer um so make sure you guys sign up make sure you guys check out cody at carpentier nfl carpentier i gotta throw in the french the french right cody <laughs> and uh, remind them anything else you want to you want to promo them yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Carpenter NFL, and then I got on Patreon at Carpenter NFL. I'm working on my mock draft 3.0. That should be out in the next three days. Um, trying to put out a seven rounder this time. I did two rounds the last time. That was at about two and a half weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, everything's over at Player Profiler. We just dropped the new show, The Future Cast. You can find that on Player Profiler Roto Underworld on uh, YouTube and on the uh, anywhere you get podcasts. Really on the Future Cast. 
And then the Undercovered Prospects, which is the ter- the spinoff of Undercovered Ops in the season, Undercovered Prospects will be back uh, right after the Senior Bowl this season. Uh, I'll be heading down there in a couple weeks, so that'll be fun. Uh, but, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, as always. Uh, after the last time, I was like, damn, I hope these guys have me back on. This is like probably the perfect situation because it's the kickoff of prospect season, national championship. You couldn't ask for a better game, really, with all these prospects other than maybe throw Ohio State in there with them receivers. That would have been fun to watch. But this is going to be a fun game tonight. Like I said before, I got Georgia. I do want to hear what you guys got for this game tonight. I got Georgia over Bama. I want to know what you guys have, but I do appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll i go next. I, anytime I can take Alabama and get some points, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I got I got two words two words for you, Cody. Roll, roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that one coming. <laughs> Saban, Saban by six. Saban by six. There you go. Yeah, I'm going Bama tonight again. Limited knowledge in the in the college, but I mean Bama, like Dan said, getting points. It's it's hard to to not go that way. Uh, Cody, we appreciate you at Carpenter NFL at the OG Fantasy Theo. Always a blast, Dan. Always an honor, my friend. At Overhype Sleeper, no e on the end, guys. You could check out my new Twitter handle at JD Goat District. Uh, the at Goat District is still around. It's going to be our main show Twitter. We're we're going to have all of us kind of sh- sharing the goodness on there. Check out the playoff challenge, guys, at uh, myffpc at Like I said, thirty-five bucks, two hundred dollar buy-in, two different uh, price points, up to five hundred k. You guys can take down for this uh, playoff goodness. Enjoy the game, guys. Tonight, we're uh, stick with us this off season. We got a ton of goodness. We're gonna start hitting the dynasty, the best balls. Uh, make sure you guys tune in. We appreciate you, and we'll check you all later. <laughs> <laughs>